You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin, Tatiana King-Jones, and Jeff J. Our show is edited and produced by DJ Ben Amin, and For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website, are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, Internets, to another amazing, fantastic, stupendous episode of For All Nerds. This is not DJ Benjamin, but the new captain in place, Tatiana King-Jones, a.k.a. Hello Kitty Pride, a.k.a. Cruella the Chill, a.k.a. Thor the Explorer Militia, a.k.a. Rita Aurora. Damn, I almost had it. Come on. Come on now. Rita Aurora Chimaru. And I'm here, as I mentioned, captain the spaceship this week. DJ Manamine is off doing God knows what. But we still have a full house here because to my right we have. What's up, everybody? My name is Jeff. <laughs> you can call me a lot of things. You could call me Rum Punch Man. You could call me Jason Mimosa. You could call me the <laughs> Wizard of Oscor. You could call me Majin Boot Up. You can call me Brainiac Five Racks. All right. You can call me the king in the North Face. Especially this weekend. Yes. You definitely <laughs> can call me that this weekend. And um uh yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Okay, very good, very good. Well, this this is good that we're actually here together because I feel like we've been on our own away missions for the last right. couple of weeks. Right. I haven't even seen you in person lately. But now that we're here, we are holding it down for DJ Benhamin. And it is a brand new week, brand new shenanigans, brand new outrageousness. Um, what did you do this weekend? Stay warm. <laughs> you didn't even go outside. <laughs> no, nah, I did go outside. I had to. Um, I actually was working uh, Championship Sunday, ah. uh, the Saints game. We had a uh, we we do our BR out chair series on IG stories, and um, yeah. I did that. Other than that, I just hung out for the most part, but I wasn't really doing too much because when I tell you the forecast, you talk about build a wall. It mm. was that many bricks in New York City this weekend. <laughs> you need if y'all need a wall, if if, if you want to bring the government back, come to New York City because it's all the bricks you need. You don't even gotta pay for it. It was brick outside. Yeah, bro. this is bleeding. Facts. This is fact. But see, I'm glad that you brought up the point of BR because I think more people need to know that you do do a live show for them. Or I you do. have been on their live show. I do. We have a live show. It's called Let's Talk About It. It films. It's It airs live at noon, Monday through Friday. I am one of the illustrious hosts on the show. Usually on Wednesdays this week, by the time you hear this, it's probably going to be going on as you hear it right now. Mm. So press pause, go to Bleacher's IG Live <laughs> and watch me and then come back and see the wonders of time travel. Um, yeah, I'll be on this week, Wednesday and Thursday at noon, but usually I'm on Wednesdays. But then I, I think next week I'm going to be on Tuesday. So I, I just lied to you, but not really. <laughs> Very good. So if you haven't gotten your fill of Jeff J says on this show or you're not about to be on the five rack tier on our Patreon, <laughs> because if you do, you get a Jeff J that, you know, I mean, that's one of the benefits of being a five rack. You don't get me. You do. Look, I, you're I, in your suit and you're ready to go. What are you talking about? I'm not going to say that's fraud. <laughs> I'm going to say that's uh false advertising. False advertising. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say that is. So Jeff J says, like Ja Rule, has seen um, what he's referring to, which is the Fire Festival yes. documentary. A lot of people have been talking about it for the last week. Mm. I myself have seen both. So for those who don't know, there's actually two documentaries. The first, which dropped last Monday, Surprise, by Hulu. And then the second, which everyone was knew about that was coming on Netflix, yep. that dropped this past Friday. Yep. Uh, excuse me. It was Monday for Hulu, Friday for Netflix. Yep. So... Like I said, I've seen both. Mm -hmm. 
you've seen Netflix. The Netflix. Okay. What are you? What are your first impressions? <laughs> <laughs> Billy McFarland exhibited the greatest usage of white privilege since the founding of the United States and the creation of the original constitution. Let him know. This dude, it is unfathomable, unfathomable, (laughs) unfathomable to think how he just got this money. Yo, they put on a festival in, they try to put on a festival in less than six months (sighs) for the first time off of an app. Imagine if Instagram said, yo, we about to do Instagram mania. The fuck? Y'all do festivals now? In in less than six months. And then when he failed, he kept getting money and kept getting yeah. money and kept getting money. It was, yo, it. in terms of finessing, yeah. yo, that is like, you pray to him. That's King if Finesse. You need finesse. God Finesse. He's the God of finessing right now. Yeah. Uh, I I agree with you. And also, it was just interesting. Even though we've been saying this for years, especially creatives of color, especially people who, who are in the tech industry, who are people of color, who have to put out 100-year plans just to get, you know, 15K. Right. To see that type of privilege, and not just privilege, but like just to me willful ignorance in action because for someone to just hand you a paper with no real substance behind it and be like yo this is my idea and i'm i'm like be very certain they're very certain that it's gonna work right but they don't give you any other supporting details behind it you go facts here's nine mil right that's how it works must be nice so it must be nice. I like I said, I saw both documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually saw the Hulu one first, yep. and then the Netflix one. And I, I heard that's the way to go, and that's actually the way to go. And now I realize why Netflix did what, they, excuse me, why Hulu did what they did because even Hulu themselves said we wanted to drop this as a surprise so that people could get more context around what's going to happen on the Netflix doc. So that's the doc that Billy actually decided to be a part of, right? So. The as he's yes, Billy was in the Hulu doc, and because he was actually paid to appear, how much he was paid, I don't know. So, another fucking finesse, another finesse, which I don't agree with, but you know, they I guess they felt that it, it provided additional detail, mm-hmm. which it didn't accept to show you that he was a full and complete liar. Yeah, uh, at the end of the day, both documents, excuse me, both, uh, both, uh, documentaries, ha- documentaries. Yep. I'm sorry, I'm losing it today, no, but both good. documentaries basically explaining that he's a liar yeah um yeah but on the hulu side like they give you more of the external view of things meaning um how the influencers that were involved they give you a lot of this found footage situation and then of course this these quote-unquote interviews with billy i call i call them interviews with quotes because it's more just it's just him lying Mm -hmm. for for hours at a time word um then the Netflix one, which is also a little bit shady, is the fact that it was produced by Vice and the people behind Jerry Media. Fuck Jerry, yeah. Who were the the creative marketing team behind Fire Festival. Mm-hmm. So Hulu, the Hulu one, first of all, I also would say to watch Hulu first because the Hulu one is entertainment. Like, <laughs> I was dying laughing. I actually seen it like three times at this point. How long is it? Like 90 minutes? I th- yeah, it's about 90 minutes. Right. And because uh, I, I watched it with other people. So, uh, you know, and I was okay. like, watch this part, watch this part. And and it's it's something that you can watch again and again because mm-hmm. it just gets more ridiculous the deeper into the hole you go. On top of that, they do this thing where they play like this carnival clown music at pivotal points of information in it. So like I said, it's, it's just comedy. But it's just like, I just, it just shows you how much people enabled him. Yeah. And how and how badly it went. And whereas the Netflix doc is much more serious. It gives you an insight into the people, the Bahamian people, how the, it affected them. It gives you a little bit more insight into the attendees themselves and a lot of insight to the actual employees of both Magnesis, uh, which was his first venture, yeah. and Fire. Yeah. One thing that couple of things with that one thing that the documentary reminded me is that there's two internets there when people talk about black twitter white twitter whatever there it's it's legit because all i remember from that weekend was seeing the the sandwich and the refugee tents i followed nobody who went there correct none of the influencers none of that even when the fire fest 
um, promotion went out. I don't remember seeing it. I You don't remember it? Because like me, you never saw it. I was right. not the target audience as Billy mentioned. Because right. I don't and, follow and, and, and Kendall Jenner or any of them. I don't follow none of them. I didn't even know Five Festival existed until it went belly up. Right, right. Until, like you said, the cheese sandwich Ooh, and but all that. that was a day. That was a day <laughs> on Twitter. That cheese sandwich was when everybody was like, enough is enough. Like the tents, we like, I right, y'all got, y'all got got, but it's probably I. Right, it's cool. <laughs> when they, when dude put up that, that cheese sandwich, oh, that's what the black people was like. Let's go. <laughs> it's time to turn up these jokes on Twitter. Like, yo, and it, it, it's so ill. That's the first thing. And yeah. they noted in the Netflix doc how. All that promotion, all that money they put behind getting influencers to put some uh, develop mystique around the brand and get mm-hmm. people to come. One random picture from a dude with less than like a thousand followers. Yes. Instantly Brought it all destroyed down. their whole uh, along with them on on socially. It made it made the um, the festival um, unsalvageable. Yeah, it, it was it was irrevocable damage that was done to it. The other thing was um, Marianne, I think her name is Marianne Rowe. Yeah, that that made all the food who was cooking all the food for the yeah. workers who still ain't get paid. I'm glad that her GoFundMe went um, viral. She, she yeah, like doubled, yeah, she doubled the um, I think the initial offering because she said she was out 50k. I think they were raising 100k. Well, well, she was out 127k, and they so, raised 131 yeah, or something. 50k was from her savings. So her life saving was wiped out, and then the rest I assume was credit because she mentioned that Firefest ruined her credit. So I assume right. she took out loans, and here we go. And I feel like for black people, especially, I can't speak for nobody else. I'll speak for for the diaspora and shit. Mm-hmm. Seeing her, that's where the connection, that's where yeah. ultimate connection was for me. Yes. Seeing the Bahamian people work twenty four hours, thinking they're gonna get a check, and then they don't get a check because that could have been Haiti, that could have been Jamaica, that could have been Nigeria, that could have been fucking uh, Papua New Guinea. Wherever yeah. you know what I'm saying, wherever it could have been, it <laughs> could have been uh, Barbados. It could have been any of the countries that we we identify with, and to see them get swindled out of cash, they got screwed over. That's the economy, and even to that point, they thought everybody got sold a dream. Even them, they thought they had something going for like five year, five year contract that yep. you know seasonally. I from like march to june i'm gonna get this money Mm -hmm. because you know the americans are coming through and 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 he if anything that was the biggest high risk high reward move that he made because if he somehow pulled it off there's another thing that um which is impossible right what they said in the doc that was ill was that when he um (laughs) my guy andy we gonna talk about andy we gonna talk about andy there's ride or die and then there's andy all right but which one was andy what you gonna do for that water? Oh him! Oh no! What you gonna First do for all, that you water? Are, you're an adult. You're an adult. Like not to say that Billy and the rest of them ain't adults. Yes, no, you're he's adult, a big adult. But you're a big adult, and you're telling me that you're going to, as he said, take one for the team in order to get some Evian out of customs. Listen, bro, it's one thing to to to. It's one thing to like have sex with an undesirable quote unquote in order to get something. It's another thing to ask a man, I don't care your orientation. It's another thing to ask a man to suck another man's dick for a favor. It's another like I don't it's care another, if you're gay or and it's straight. another like, that's thing. A, that's a level of like you're kneel like that's disrespect. Like, you're, you're bowing down to another man and doing that. Like I don't care your orientation. Like that's just. I don't care if it's my mom. I don't care if it was my dad. I don't care how. I don't care if we're like blood. Bro. I don't care if I sign my name in the book of the beasts for you. I, you ask me to do that. We not friends no more, dog. We not friends no more. I'm more so concerned that the guy actually was like, I'm going to do it. He said he went over to the cousins with full understanding in his heart <laughs> that he was going to do it. And man, so was like, nah, man, it's like, yo, you can't have to. But, but, but I'm also like, what does Billy or the rest of these people have on your head that you would concentrate, like, that you would even entertain any of that? Because first of all, that's wild disrespectful that they would even bruh, say that to you. Bruh. And Period. what has he done before? If he's, if he's, the, yo, Andy knows where all the bodies is buried. He's like the dude that he'd be at your house. He'd take off all the black ski mask and all that. Equipment. Like, damn, Andy, oh I, I didn't mean to get out of, get him out of the way like that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that doc, yo, and, and you want to talk about taking L's. I don't think anybody knows how worse to take an L than Ja Rule. 
in the history of the letter L. But how does he keep Ellifying himself? Because even on Twitter, he just keeps digging himself further into a hole. He's Ella Rule. <laughs> That's all he does is take. Yo, he came on and thought he was gonna get jokes off for the doc. Talk about y'all, y'all watch a doc and believe everything. I'm like, fam, there were two. Uh, you know, first fam, of all, how about fam? Two. You were in it, and you were speaking out of your own mouth. Yo. They did not quote you. They did not misquote you. They ran the tapes, fam, and you said that shit. Yo, nobody else. Jaru really thought he was gonna. He was gonna have. He was gonna have these rich, these rich billionaire whatever friends. He was gonna get. He off. thought he was MC Hammer. He thought he, he, was, thought he this, was. This was his way into the tech, and he was going. As you say, he was going to prop himself up. And he, be a startup king. I don't know. Everybody can't be chameleonaire, yo. Everybody can't Shit. be chameleonaire. Everybody, Everybody can't, can't be Nas. Like you gotta find your lane. You know what I'm saying? And and it, the craziest thing was, yo, he was getting into it with people and catching L's left and right. Like like not just regular <laughs> Twitter people, verified Twitter people. <laughs> then he gonna talk about writing an apology to Marianne. Apologize with your ba- with your bank account. Like come on, dog. But he's a finesser too. Because he ain't on none of them financials. He just promoted. (laughs) He ain't on none of the financials. So when all of this goes down, he's culpable, but not to the level of legally. I don't think to the level that legally, legally, no, he can't be touched. In public eye, he's he. Yo, you know he took the um, the app. And he he rebranded. Yeah, that guess app. what he called it? Fitting icon. (laughs) Of course, icon. Really, dude? Yo, that didn't that didn't and, and lost in all of this that app. All pun intended. That app was fire. <laughs> the app, idea. The app was yo. That the was Uber for booking artists. Yeah. Like they should. He he flew too close to the sun. They should have never did a festival. They should have just even if you had John ja Rule as the face of that app. They like that still like, would have. They worked. likened it to Tinder because it was like a swipe left, yeah. swipe right situation. Yeah. You, Barty's bar mitzvah. Like, like you, you know put in easy? the money. You say, oh, I put in fifty k for instance to get. I don't know, Ja Rule to right. perform at right. my party and he would either swipe right or left on it. Right. And you know how easy it would have been it would be for artists that that are getting these deals or maybe in a fucked up deal or or maybe they're independent. Like, yo, that yo, that was crazy. Like there would be a lot of performing artists that don't gotta do other stuff but be on that and then do shows. They don't they, mm. you could cut a lot of of middlemen out. And they blew it all. Because they wanted to be on stage and and be on Pablo Escobar's. That's that would have been my first thing. How how Escobar family let you buy their their, their but but um, they did it. Island. They did right. it. And furthermore, they weren't even supposed to use Pablo Escobar's, Escobar's <laughs> name. And it's furthermore, so y'all gotta watch both. We gotta. Th- this always comes back down to the privilege of the white privilege and just the way that. Everyone else doesn't seem to matter because Pablo Escobar is somebody that has killed families, like have killed actual people. Like, like, and then you said, like, just I'd have just told him to Google. We on an island. It's a famous it's island. Y'all, things, y'all do your research. The thing some people do for money and, and just don't be thinking how it impacts other people because they don't care. I tell you this much. If it was El Chapo's island, we'd never hear that Billy McFarlane name again. No, sir. That man would be out of here. Anyway, y'all gotta see it though. Y'all have to see it. I I, I would definitely insist that you see it. See Yo. both if you want. Um, the Netflix one's gonna really make you upset. Um, but but kudos to Marianne Roll. If you want to help her out, hit up her GoFundMe. Um, it's the Eczema Point GoFundMe. That being said, we got a lot more to speak about this week. Hold on, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more for all nerds. Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School, and when I'm not directing, writing, and producing and editing and spending time with my kids i'm listening to for all nerds what's up everybody this is chuck creekmer aka jigsaw from allhiphop.com and when i'm not placing my heavy hand on the world of hip-hop culture i'm watching for all nerds hey this is pamela ribbon and when i'm not writing things like my boyfriend is a bear or ralph breaks the internet i am listening to for all nerds Hey, this is Kelly Robbins Hicks, executive producer of Random Acts of Blindness. And when I'm not making white people mad as hell, I'm listening to the For All Nerd Show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one-third of the Friend Zone. And when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to For All Nerds. Tune in.
Welcome back, Internets, to another amazing episode of For All Nerds. And I am speaking in my quiet storm voice for some reason. But um, <laughs> you are now listening to the smooth sounds of WFAN. Smooth jazz. For All R&B. Nerds Radio. Um, so, listen, today was also a very important day because the Oscar noms were released. Nom, nom, nom. Nom, nom, nom. Um, and we actually have some really good news. Um, it paid off for Black Panther. To put out that that one pager that they put out in a few yeah, and publications, the, and they're um they're for your consideration. Those for your con- I didn't get one. I'm not no. tight. I'm a little tight. Well, but, um, <laughs> I saw it and it was like yeah, like they went they went all out. They the, went all out. The reason why it paid off is because Black Panther has now officially been nominated for seven count them seven Oscar nominations. Specifically, they've been nominated as Best Picture. That's the big, big, big one. They've been nominated for Production Design, Costume Design. Congratulations to Ruth E. Carter, The God. Original Score, that is Ludwig. Uh, Original Song, All the Stars, featuring or made by Kendrick and SZA. Sound Editing and Sound Mixing. So that being said, now that Black Panther is at least in the Best Picture contention, I have to ask you a question, Jeff J. Says. What's up? What's up? Do you still agree with your statement uh, last year, late last year, about, about the about popular category? About Black Panther being in popular category. Because oh. you were wrong for no, that. No, I wasn't. I said, I said what you I said. You were mad. You would, I said what I said. What, you it wrong. would not. Was wrong, once bro. again, wrong. once again, once again, there is no evidence tangibly that you can say that if there was another category, those people would not have voted for best for Black Panther for Best Picture because there's a there's a process that it goes by, and I think that's the one thing that y'all 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 me and failed, Ben okay yes failed to educate and I and I and I'm I'm ready this time because just in case y'all don't know how the Oscars vote. It's everybody's in their own category. Directors are in their category. Actors are in their category. Um, y'all can Google how how they get selected or whatever. But primarily, when you vote to get nominated, it's everybody in their categories have a, a a nomination for their category and best picture. Everybody can vote for. So to say that with everything Black Panther did, the cultural impact, the box office impact, and just the fact of how how the 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 cast. Not even so much that they were primarily black but the level the quality of actor that was in there that the same people that were voting would not have put it in for nomination there's no way hold up there's hold no up, way hold up hold up hold up i said hold up no you're wrong okay tell me why <laughs> i'm ready to debate tell I, me I, why. I think you're being naive to say that if that if black panther was in the popular if this popular category actually came through right and they put black panther in it but they did wouldn't have put Black Panther in it. That's the that's where that the was literally was. the reason why hold, hold they was on. looking to build hold, it. Hold on, the popular category would have been available, and all the yes. co- all the movies would have been eligible to go to that category. When you do the nominations, yes. it's based off of the whole pool Correct. of movies. But what movie do you think they was not putting the Star Is Born? They wasn't putting Green Book or How whatever you know else that? into popular. I know. Yo, no, give me facts. Don't don't give me opinions. Give me facts. How do you know for a fact that they were gonna put? They wouldn't have put a Star Is Born. It would have been Black Panther because a Star Is Born would not be considered a quote unquote maybe, popular movie. How much money did it make when he, when they did this? That's popular what the stuff, problem is. That's what I'm saying. That's when, what the when they did is. this popular category. Right. They did it off the basis of literal popularity, meaning it got a lot of uh, 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 social traction. It yeah. got a lot of awareness, perhaps. And I, I don't know 100. percent for certain, but perhaps right. spend or, or excuse me, um, how much money it made, revenue, things like mm-hmm. that. So for these war indie movies where they would never reach those same thresholds, that's my point. And when I say what movie do you, what type of movies, quote unquote, do you think they would have put there? They would have put been the like Marvel the movies. Fa- they would have put other stuff Furiouses, like that. The the um, Mission Impossible's, those type of movies. But that was the more that was the problem more than anything that I had with the category okay. was that it wasn't specific. There wasn't criteria. They threw out the idea like, "Yo, we thinking about doing this," and then everybody was like, "Well, what is it? What is it? What is it?" And then they pulled it away. And it was smart to pull it away when you don't have specific criteria. My overall point was that adding another category would not preclude Black Panther from being selected or not selected being nominated for everything else that's all I'm saying just like how I believe animated feature was added later on unfortunately 
I think as long as a certain body is there, which mm-hmm. is the real issue, is the body that's voting. Right. And, and they've been and they have taken steps by 2020 to diversify that pool. But for now, we got to deal with who it is. But even that, I think that people don't take animated films that seriously to give in the which is a which is a problem I don't know how you solve but given that body and their historical actions I do not have any faith in them that if Black Panther was put in a popular character that they then would have given it what I think mm-hmm. is just do and put it in best picture I mm-hmm. I, I vehemently disagree that I, I, I you you're correct in saying it doesn't preclude uh, like just because it's nominated one character doesn't mean it can't be nominated but I'm, but I'm telling you if they had that they would not give Black Panther nor any other movie that's potentially worthy of Best Picture is Shine well part of it is that you have to watch the movie right and I feel like a majority of that body watched the movie whether they watched it on their own volition or it was FOMO a lot of those people are the watercrest eating pinky mm. in the air oh my god I'm about the culture and we need to experience this African American cinematic experience how can I be left out of the explosion? And that's why they watch Black Panther. And then when they watch it, it's like, oh my God, I've I've never seen this before. And and plus, we also got to factor in the money that was put behind it. Uh, Disney put money behind this push to get them through, which is what um, I'm actually trying to pull this up now. Scott Mendelson, who um, who who's a reporter who covers box office stuff, because Bill if Bill Street can talk didn't get any um best picture love there's a lot of a lot of movies um i know blind spotting was so fucking good and it didn't get any love and he said he said something he said one reason this oscar nom season has felt so grim is that annapurna fox and universal ended up pushing due to clear momentum vice bohemian rhapsody and green book as opposed to if Bill Street could talk widows and first man so they put their he feels like they put more of their money um you know, he was like, in other words, don't so blame, don't blame them. Color. Don't blame <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody or Green Book for okay. if Bill Street could talk getting snubbed. Blame Vice. Now, um, I guess he's saying that because Vice was getting that push, they felt like they had to push right. things. But then that goes to another overall point that I don't know why those studios wouldn't push everything equally. And that's my other point, which is why I'm like, I don't trust none of these people. Right. I don't I don't I don't give any of these people, regardless of what the criteria is or is not, I don't give none of these people the benefit of the doubt. They have shown who they are time and time again and the introduction of a throwaway category, and I still believe it was a throwaway category, popular and all that stuff, wouldn't have changed anything. Hey, you I win a popular Oscar, I win a, a Jeff J Oscar. You still win an Oscar. I win, I win a pizza, best pizza delivery man Oscar. It's still an Oscar, the money still grades up and the prestige is still the same. All I'm saying is I don't think the Oscars should be locked at the current um, the current categories that they are. I think there are room there are room for additional categories, and if they're added and they're clearly defined because of the nomination process, it won't stop anybody else. But once that body that body gets addressed, it doesn't matter if there was one or a hundred; you'll still get certain snubs. Right, right. Some more notables. I do know Regina King was nominated for supporting actress. Um, uh, for Bill Street, she. Oh, Regina King is gonna get that. She, I she's been so. killing she, everybody. She just won the Golden Globe, Yo, right? She kills everybody. When Regina King gets in a category, it's a wrap. She's <laughs> like a much. street sweeper with the categories. Yo, pretty much. Also nominated. Um, I'm not gonna name everybody, but the, the standouts for us. Um, the uh, well, congrats. I said congrats to the Russo brothers, but really that whole team. They got a visual effects Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider Verse, as we mentioned, was nominated for animated feature film, which is gonna be like. Like um, the gooch on the on the on the, <laughs> the playground. Spider Verse been smacking everybody. It's I mean, just but it like, came yo. out. Of, it came literally at the end of the year. It was just like and watch that's how this. Crazy it was. It was crazy. If I was Ralph Break the Internet, I'd be sick right now. <laughs> if I was Incredibles, yeah. I mean, Incredibles so too. Yeah, Incredibles too. And Ralph Breaks the Internet is also included in that nomination. Um, also. Uh, what else? What else we have? Oh, back in the visual effects nomination, I mentioned. Um, they got their nom, but also Ready Player One and Solo were nominated for Best Visual Effects. Yeah, I mean, and, I, cool. and, and when I mentioned the Russo, I was talking about Infinity War. So. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, and shout out to Spike Lee. Okay, yeah, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Is this the first time that he's been nominated for Best uh, Director and Best Picture? And his Black Klansman has appeared across the board, generally speaking. But I, I want to talk about that a little bit because I, I, 
I'm not really with the shits when it comes to Black Klansmen. Like mm. I saw it, I saw, and you know, I have my my issues with it. How do you feel the f- the fact that now he's been nominated? Like, cause generally the Academy has ignored him for decades, right? Decades, 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 decades. And regardless of how you feel about Black Klansmen, how do you feel about the fact that now all of a sudden he's getting the kudos? Some, some I've read somewhere that people have likened it to like the Leo DiCaprio situation where they wait until you're late in the game. They go, oh, well, we didn't honor you before, so let's give it to you now. Yeah, Leo Leo had the right to fight everybody, yo. <laughs> that man had to cut a bear open and sleep in the bear for y'all to give him an Oscar. Like that, yo, it, it's crazy. It was a travesty what they did to that man. But, you know, we saw this. Didn't we see this with... um? Denzel, Denzel won the Oscar for Training Day when he could have won it in Hurricane, when he could have won it in Malcolm X. He could have won it in a bunch of places. Glory. Glory. There were so many, but it feels like for whatever reason, I think we there's a plethora of reasons, right, mm-hmm. where, where you don't get recognized. And I remember, I, I might be wilding, but wasn't that the same year Halle won for Monsters Ball? I don't know. That's a good question. But it, it's, 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 and, and I'm just talking off the top of my head. I don't feel like Googling right now. Y'all will figure it out in um, <laughs> the future. Um, so, I, on one end, I'm happy that of all the reckon, that was 02. Did Training Day come out in 02? I don't remember. But on one day, on one end, Damn. on one end, I, I feel like, He's happy about it clearly because he's promoting it. He put it on his IG. A, Train a day year. came out oh one. But but that the but then it was the next year. Yeah, so that was the same year he won. It, I, I think if you do two thousand two Oscars, Chris, you you see it. But I think that was the same year where it was like they've been acting and doing dope shit for years, and a a, a crooked cop. And, and 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 Halle's character are the these are the ones where you give the Oscars. So on one end, I feel like Spike is happy because he got an honorary Oscar because they knew that they screwed screwed him over, mm-hmm. and he finally is like actually in the game getting an Oscar. So on one end, you like, all right, yo, I got my due. Now I can say Oscar nominated. Now I can put that finally on. Sure. But on the other end, I'm looking at y'all with the side eye because. Malcolm X do the right thing, especially do the right thing. That's the one that really burns him, I think. Yeah. But but he's had so many, however you feel about Spike Lee, he's had so many great projects that should have at least been for their consideration in the Oscars that now... But now I, the project that 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 adheres to the general narrative, of, once again, of, of a lot of white people... Right. That, you know, oh, you know, oh, the, the black cop and the white cop work together. And mm-hmm. you know that story is like largely fabricated from the truth, the, the movie version. I believe it. So. Who knows? Maybe Spike was just like, fuck it. Uh, yeah, you know, I've, you gave me my Oscar. Fuck it, I'm a, I'm a get, I'm a get what I need to get. Or, or you know, but Spike Lee be liking a variety of stories. So who knows if that's what he wanted to make, right? But I know when he made it, he probably said. I bet you they, they they give me it for this. I for this I bet you they give it to me. And now that he got now it, they're giving it to but him. But here's the so thing: now that he got it, he's, it's going to win. Now going at least forward, two of them. every movie that he makes, he could put Oscar nominated Spike Lee, Oscar not you know Oscar you know like he can right. put that which will elevate the status. But even for him, I wonder. I know he's has mad interviews out there, but I wonder if anybody ever asked him. Does he really give a fuck about that? Like in the grand That's scheme, my question. he still directs. Like he don't give a fuck about what anybody think. And you you ingest his uh his art, and then that's that. You that's know? my question. So, but 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 still, we it's to me it's 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 equated to getting your foot in the door. Like how a lot of that's the but that's the he, I, him, I but here's here's what I'm saying. Yes, he he should have had his whole body back and forth through the door. For but like I thought generations. he was already in the door. I mean, in terms of. He's, he's already to, in the room. He's been in the room, but not in the eyes of white people. So I remember Jay-Z used to say he was a platinum artist before he went platinum, right? So for him saying it, it was like... But that but was actually... The, yet. He, but but it, well, by the time it was the truth, he had already like predicted it. And I, and I, I, I use that as an example to say, or a metaphor to say, now Spike Lee could always say he's Oscar caliber. Now he can officially put that in, put that into his movies. But I don't know how much that's worth to him now. I would love to know. It's just love generally annoying. I'd love to know because he's had so many other projects that should have shit. Um, Damn, yo, School Days, Malcolm X. So so many, so many things that he's done. So many things that he's done. Shit, 
jungle fever. Like there, there's so many things that you you could pull out. Um, even even school days in its time, like there wasn't you didn't see um, HBCUs and shit like that on the big screen like I, that. I like school days. Um, I saw Jungle Fever for the first time like last year, and um, no, you know, <laughs> no, no. Um, I want the last one of the last nominations I did want to make mention of is Bow has been nominated for best animated short film. If you saw The Incredibles too. <laughs> I think Jeff Jay and did we see it together? Yeah, at a you press remember, remember what I was like. Um, Bow was great. Bow was great, and it was also some shocking for for some. Bro, I of was us. like, what the? <laughs> What's I'm not going gonna, on? I'm not gonna give it away because I, I know there's still people who haven't seen it, and now that it's been nominated, people are gonna look for the short yeah, online. Please don't see it. But it's but fun, definitely watch fun. it. It's the sweetest, most. It, 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 it's really the sweetest short film I've ever seen. It's a horror movie. It's not a horror <laughs> movie. It's incredibly sweet. Very cultural aware. Culturally aware. I mean, I mean, it's, it's a lot of great things. And yes, to Jeff J's point, you might get scared for a second. For but a second. You'll get over it. But um, <laughs> yeah, so so that's Oscars. Of course, we're going to be watching it. Make sure you keep it locked on For All Nerds on the interwebs on Twitter because we will be speaking more about this and kind of paying. 25th hour. That's what I was thinking. 25th not hour. Okay. Fever. That was just like not, 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 not that one. He got game shit. Like, I had to pull up his... It's a lot. It's a lot, yo. It's a lot. It's a lot. For some black Klansmen to, to win it. It's a lot. But let us know what you think. You know, uh, what? Do you, uh, obviously, there's a, there's a lot of snubs that people have been yelling about. Regardless of what it is, tell us what you think about... Mo Better Blues. The, the nominations that Man. got released today. Um, do you agree? You disagree? I don't know. Hit us up. Contact at 4onerds.com. And that being said, it is now time for my favorite segment... And as usual, we have some interesting questions from our listeners. Uh, Jeff J., do you care to do the honors since I am the captain? Look at me. Look Look at me. Look. Uh, I am the captain. Oh, shit. Um, Yes, I I, I would like to do the honors. Yes. Yes. Um, So question one. Uh, imagine there is an alternative universe which one of your aliases is getting a TV show, comic <laughs> book series, movie, video game, Netflix special, etc. What would it be about? <laughs> What's the plot game context? How do you envision the graphics? Is it animated or live um, action? Amber R, a.k.a. Kill a Kill Manga, a.k.a. Black Mirrorverse, a.k.a. Annie, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah, I think I think that's the one. Annie Oyokoye, yo, that's that's fire. Uh, Amber said we didn't have to read all that games, yeah. but I think these are these are very good. So I'm going to, uh, aka Game Boy Color Me Bad, aka Polly Pocket Monster, aka the Diva Plava Lagoonies. Okay, that's okay. That's some other stuff that I don't get. Okay, aka You're Killing Me, Small oh, soldiers. soldiers, aka Silver Swag Surfer, aka Cookie the Empire Slayer. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Amber, you killed it. You killed it. You official winner on that. Um, but, yeah, so, well, first of all, the King of the North Face got to yeah, have a yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to see a Game of Thrones set in, I don't know, Canarsie. In Canarsie. You know, featuring Haitians and Jamaicans <laughs> and the rest of y'all. Like, that would be fire. That would Game be fire. of Stones. <laughs> Please and then like and then instead of like you know in the beginning where there's the map of of Westeros is the map of East New York and there's you know it's gonna you, be somebody you go boxing. <laughs> they say they say this Flatbush and then you know oh yo that would be fire oh my god but I would love to see oh, that man, as yeah. a no, as an HBO series I def I definitely would I definitely would want to um also uh the documentary Brainiac Five Rex. Oh, what, what about what about Rum Punch Man? Rum Punch Man? Oh, Rum Punch Man would be dope. <laughs> It'll be like Drunken Master and shit, uh, anime. It'd be dope. Oh, you, oh, it has to be anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like it has that. to be. Oh, it has to be anime. But yeah, the the yeah, um, yeah, King of the North Face would definitely have to be uh live action, live mm, action. Mm, I like that. Mm, mm, mm. What um, about you? What any of your any of your uh alii? My aliases. I mean, all, all of my aliases. I just feel are just ridiculous, and <laughs> and in the best mm. ways. I don't know. They would fit in again. You know what? They may not have fit in live action, but they would fit in animation. I think. Did you? you what is your Olivia Stoned? Not Olivia Stone. Rita Orochimaru. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's anime. That is. That's Orochimaru. So, 
Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Hello Kitty Pride. I like uh, Ben's Doctor Who's Man's is this. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who's Man's That'd be a black exploitation uh, miniseries on yeah. Netflix. Well, you know, I have Chance the Parappa, so I'm going to re- reinvigorate ah, nice. the, the, the Parappa series. So that nice. would be a game. Nice. Um, I mean, we could go on and on. To be honest, we're going we gonna to get these bags. So, I mean, don't give us these ideas because we Word. may just make this happen. If I see happen. a King of the North face, if y'all do anything on Instagram, whatever, I'm DCMA takedown. Quick. No, fact. Because we have proof that we've been using it for business purposes. Y'all could call me police. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Word. But thank you, Amber. That was an amazing question and very, very dope. AKA. So what's the next one? All right, from uh, Ra underscore Ingram. Not trying to troll, but I just w- f- I just finished watching IO on Netflix. An hour and a half. I can't get back, and I <laughs> wanted to know what your favorite and least favorite performance is by Anthony Mackie. Mine, respectively, are The Hurt Locker and IO. <laughs> To use the example as something why you hate him. Um, I don't know if I see I never think Anthony Mackie movies. Yeah. Like yeah, I think I'm of sorry. okay, maybe he was in it, but Anthony Mackie movies. Let's bring up what movies have Anthony Mackie been bes- in in besides the it. Marvel stuff? Let's, let's, let's see it. what else has he been in. So clearly he's Falcon. Everyone knows this from from all the Avengers movie. He was in Eight Mile. Oh, he played uh he played the the thug quote unquote <laughs> that was um did he play a thug that was like trying to beat up b rabbit or whatever something like that oh um, he was in the hate you give he wasn't hate oh he, he was, was also a thug it was also a thug <laughs> in the hate you give um wait he was in notorious he was in new who he played wait what wait hold on he was he i forgot what <laughs> all right so fuck it there's my worst I don't like it, man. Fuck. It is notorious. Um, wow. No This way. man, he was in She Hate Me. Well, he he's, oh, he started in She Hate Me. I, yeah, I, he did start in She Hate Damn, Me. Damn, I forgot. I mean, we're going down his entire IMDb page, and all of these, I don't know why all of these are shockers to us. We're like, he was in that? I don't know if that, that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, I, know. I, he was I, in Manchurian I, Candidate? Yeah, yeah! Wow! Oh no! I think I remember him in Manchurian Candidate. I remember him in Manchurian Candidate. Well, that's what I don't. I think that I don't know if that speaks well to him that we don't remember him in any of this shit. I don't know. How about that? I like. I I don't know if I have a bad one. I like them in the Hate You Give. I like. Them I like them in the Hate You give. give. I mean, I like him as Falcon. I, I never had an issue with him at all. I mean, just off GP, I'm just gonna say Notorious because he don't look or can act nothing like Pac. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! We just brought up the picture of him. No, fam, no. No, 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 no. Yet. No. No. Oh, man. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say yeah, Torres nah. to answer the question. This man looks like um, Lafayette from <laughs> True Blood. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He does not look like Tupac. He looks like, yo, don't he look like Jesus right there? <laughs> yo. Yeah, he looks more like Jesus than he does Tupac. Yo, oh, man. Shouts to Jesus and Meryl. The brand is oh, strong. Man. All right, next one. Um, this was the one from last week, right? This Urban is, Gaijin. Yeah, if you were in the, the Spider-Verse, which Spider-Person would you be or how would you design your Spider-Suit? Yes. So y'all answered that. We answered, that. since you are the resident Spider-Man expert, we want to make sure you get a chance at it. Oh, man. Damn. I, I, fuck. How we answered I it design, like this. So huh? We answered it real quick, too. So. Yeah, I, I saw your your <laughs> your um, animation. Yo, shout to Toby One on Bruh. Instagram. He drew me as my spider persona. That shit was the most fire thing I've ever seen. Nah, was like, I had the little visor and stuff, you know, all Star Trek and stuff. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah that, that, was, that was pretty tough. Yeah. Um, I would say for me, I probably would have, you know what? No, nah, I don't want a cape. I don't want a cape. Spider Men don't wear capes. Spider Men don't wear capes. Like that's true. There's, there's no there's no there's no hey, none of that. The only person that comes um, close is Spider Noir and he has that trench coat. Which right, right, off. right, right, right. So. That that is that is true. Um I think I would have I definitely would have one where where it wouldn't be the full mask. It would just be like here, so that you could see my hair and that you could see my face. Oh, because you gotta so see be, the waves. You gotta the see shape the wave. I gotta get the, the the um the AirPod memes. Wave guy. I gotta have. I have to have space for my <laughs> AirPods. I gotta have space for the wave so that y'all know. They're like, yo, I don't know who Spider Man is, but his shit is spinning. That's all I need. So like, I would have, I would have the, I would have the waves like like in Spider, like you know, like the web, but it looks like waves, like web waves. Wow. So it would be like that with the, with the with the mask, and it probably be a solid 
solid mask with the eyes or whatever. And then um, I think um, with the with the suit, it would be like a normal. It would be like a normal spider suit, like a but full I would body. Want, like it would, yeah. It would be it would be full body, but I would want the the gloves to be different colors. Hmm. So like I've always thought of like a um, it's crazy. Like I always thought of like a spider character with all white, but then they made Spider Gwen. Yeah. So I would definitely have the uh, like I'd have some type of like black, white, and red scheme. So okay. like like an alternate version of the symbiote, but yeah. like with with uh like different like maybe the red a red logo with like white and red like something that all blends in so it's like black white and red like the the, um the gauntlets and the feet different i was like what's your feet looking like you wearing jordans you wear (laughs) you wearing dunks yo you you know what tim's i don't want to be cliche (laughs) i don't want to be cliche i don't want to be cliche i would say I would, I would, I would, (laughs) beef and broccoli Tim's. (laughs) That is hilarious. Um, nah, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I would have Tim's. I would have, I would have Tim's on. It would be either Tim's or um, SB Dunks. That's what I would have. Yes, I would have SB Dunks. I would uh, SB Dunks, and then I would have um, I would want gloves. I would want gloves. Uh, I yeah, full full body gloves. Um. And I would want something where, uh, I, I as a spider person, I would also want to have weapons. Yes. So I would want some type of like weapons cache on like the back of me or something like that. So like let's say like in if, a book bag, huh? Almost almost like a book bag, but like something where I could like pull out a sword or something from from somewhere. So it's just it could be, <laughs> a sword out of a book bag. Okay. A sword out of nowhere. Like I would want something where like my webs could create weapons. And then I will be able to fight and also oh, hit shit okay, like, like so, malleable weapons. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So, so, so you you have thought this out. I, I can have, tell. I have, I have, I have. <laughs> you have, you was acting my, like my, all my symbol. Coy. My symbol would be like some exclusive, like never seen before type joint where you like, yo, who is this? Like I would look like <laughs> high money, like high money, like spider people. Like I would be like high class spiders, yo. But but I could still get down and fight. So so ten racks on Patreon. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. That would be the ten rack option. Gotcha. So gotcha. I think that's what my spider sona would be. Gotcha. So, so whoever wants to get on that illustration, because <laughs> that was a very in-depth. Good luck. Jesus. Okay, so we got right. one more. Yep. Uh, do, 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 do. All right. So this is from uh, Tia B seven one three, aka Chocolate Tie, The Quiet Stormborn, oh. Beetle Juicy, Fifty Shades of Grey Worm. <laughs> Uh, yo, between that and yeah. uh, what the King of the North face, yeah. with the, yo, I love this it. TV show has to happen. Yeah, it has to. It's gonna be like power. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me you wouldn't watch that. You would they get a They say this is a game of stones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just come from the poorest wall. <laughs> Stark, Stark, Lannister. I'm gonna make it. This is where it goes. We're totally doing it. See, this is this is also and, and just just for me to just do a quick just insert. This is why we need your support on Patreon because yes. it's stuff like this where we would do actual skits off of. And I know y'all want to see that. I know y'all want to see it done well. I know y'all want to see it done with flair and finesse and panache and all that stuff. But in order to do that, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <laughs> but in order to do that, we do need some assistance. So hit up that Patreon, patreon.com slash for all nerds. Go all right, ahead, Let's Jeff. get into it. I've been a podcast listener for years. And with the explosion of podcasting, I yes. believe you all make it sound much easier than it is. <laughs> she capitalized that. That's why she I put did. emphasis. So here are a few questions. What's been the most surprising thing you, about having your own podcast? What's been the most joyful part about it? What's been the most difficult part about it? About having your own podcast? What's one thing that you'd like the listeners to know? Thanks. You are 100% correct in that people, including us, make it sound much easier than it is. Emphasis on the much. Um, and the reason why I realize that happens is because when you've been doing it for so long, particularly if you've been doing it for years, like this show is technically five years old. And when you've been doing it for such a long time, it becomes second nature, especially if it's something that you do every week. You do it once a week for a full month. That's four shows, you know, four shows a month. And then whatever else you're doing in between, we we, we go to screenings. We do we write for forallnerds.com. Like we do a lot of stuff in between. So when this becomes part of your ecosystem, it just becomes like another appendage, if you will. So 
you know, just like like breathing, like eating, it's just become something that you just used to doing, and it comes it starts to come naturally, unless it just never came naturally to begin with. Right. Um. So yes, we do make it sound easier than it is. However, I do know that throughout the years we've had similar questions like this about starting podcasts, about what do we need to look out for, and we do put a lot of caveats out there that it takes a lot of ongoing, consistent work. Yep. Like the way you come into the podcast probably ain't going to be the way you come out the podcast or, 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 and when I say out, I mean year after year or month after month, like things don't sound the same. If you go back, <clears throat> even before I was on the show, if you go back to when I first got on the show, it don't sound nothing like it used to sound right. both in quality, tone, topics, everything mm-hmm. like it's completely different. So it's a, it's a living entity. If you will, it's mm-hmm. something that is continuously shaped. It's something that you have to put a lot of work in in order to deliver good content because you could sit there and just shoot the shit and, and not really care about what you're saying to the people. But then are you providing value? So right. that's the and that actually answers one of your other questions about what's the most difficult part, like really making sure that time in and time out that we're providing value for you, like. We even though it's stuff that we talk about in, to ourselves all the time, we still want to make sure it's presented and and we speak about it in a manner that not it's not just entertaining, but you guys care about. Right. Because if we just out here just talking, just talking, 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 like about nothing that you care about, then it's like why bother? Why why support us? Right. So so we've discovered and we we we've situated ourselves with our family, our podcast family, our listenership, and we want to make sure that we providing you with with the best. So that's why I would say that's maybe one of the more difficult parts of it just making sure that you know you're delivering because I know a lot of you guys reach out to us and you tell us like you look up to us you tell us that we sometimes are the most important part of your day you've told us before that we've helped you get out of depression that we've helped you with family issues like it, it goes across the board the amount of impact and influence we have had both individually and as a group yeah so to to, to want to live up to y'all expectations sometimes that that's that's kind of um, pressure. Don't be stressing <laughs> us, yo. Let's keep it a honey. It, it's us. a little bit stressful, but at the same time, we asked for this. You know, it's not like someone was like, y'all need to do this. It's like we realize we're doing something good for the people, so we want to make sure we continue making it happen. Word. Um, the most surprising thing about having our own podcast just. The reaction, the listenership, the fact that like everything I just said, the fact that you guys listen and then give us the feedback and then how we impact your lives. That's the most surprising thing. People mm-hmm. stopping you in the street saying, yo, when you said X, Y, Z, I felt that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I said, as a joke, but I'm dead ass like that. That that means a lot. It means that, you know, we're, we're not just speaking in a vacuum. There are there are real people out there worldwide listening to this right now. Yeah. And and y'all have feedback for us, whether good or bad. Y'all have stuff to say about it. And we have to, re, you know, we interact with you and, and, and so on. And, and 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 in turn, that becomes what's most joyful about it. Just yeah. just feeling that we we're doing a service to our audience and we're providing something that you love. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think you said it best. One thing I will say is. Uh, to your question about what everybody should know, only podcast if you want to. Hmm. You ain't gonna make money. You unless you got a deal I don't know about, or you unless you already make, have a following. Right. Well, even if you don't do it, unless you don't love it, right. because to come here week after week after week and do a podcast and be on a schedule when events are going on, where it's bleeding cold outside, yep. where you don't feel like doing anything else, but you want to keep a, a consistent podcast going and you want to and you don't want to fall off yeah it takes love you have to genuinely enjoy what you do because if you don't enjoy it you're gonna fall off and then you're putting in the work for nothing also i would say some things that you don't know there's a lot of work that goes into podcasting not all of us have um editing people or or promo people or whatever it's usually the podcasters who are doing all of that so it's it's easy to start up it's very difficult to maintain. Absolutely. So if you if you have the love for it, by all means, but just know if you if you're gonna have a successful podcast, you're gonna have to be consistent. And if you're not, and if you're not, if you don't have the love, if you if you don't put out a podcast saying, I don't care if five people listen to it or five hundred thousand, this is what I wanna do, this is what I love, and I'm gonna publish it. And whoever, if I get fans, fine. If not, then I'm just gonna keep doing it because I like what I put out, mm-hmm. then it's not gonna last. Uh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So 
uh, you know, lessons are to be learned. <laughs> if you decide you want to be a podcaster, really understand the time commitment that goes into it. Understand the education that you have to give yourself. Because like Jeff says, if especially if you want to deliver something of quality and within reason in terms of, of finances, it, it, it takes a lot of um, self-motivation, to say the least. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So... Uh, that said, that is the end of the guac questions, but that's not the end of the For All Nerds show. As usual, if you have questions for us, whether about geek and pop culture related, or maybe you have some personal issues you would like us to discuss and give you some advice on, hit us up. Contact at forallnerds.com. You can also hit us up on the Twitters and the IGs and all that if you want to ask your question there. And now it's time for the other favorite segment of the show. <laughs> Comics I Copped. I know Ben would be proud of that. <laughs> I hope I put enough reverb on it. But uh, tell the folks, I know you've been reading a lot. Um, oh, you've been catching up, too, on yes, some sir. stuff. Uh, let them know what you've been reading. All right, so um, recently got caught up on Fantastic Four Dance Lots Run. It's been really fun and interesting to see the first family back and up to their old shenanigans with new twists. So I, I would say anybody who's a fan of the Fantastic Four, you should be reading that series. Uh, finished reading Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider number four, where they wrapped up the Spider-Geddon um, saga, and you see that she has... Um, just like all spider people, but with her especially, a bigger responsibility that she has to carry now in the wake of putting the pieces together for what happened mm. in Spider-Geddon. Mm. So, or just like putting a bow on it and, and finishing wh what everybody uh, started. Uh, so that was that was pretty cool. So those, those are the two books. Everything else I'm pretty much either catching up or about to read, but mm -hmm. those are two books that I've read that I thought were... Um, pretty tight are not these single issues or trades single issues these, these single are the single issues so the latest issue was number six of fantastic four and number four of spider gwengo spider okay and also shout outs to one of our faves eve ewing because she is set to take on another marvel series yeah yo winning when i say winning at life right now so uh, as you know, she is part of the heralded uh, Ironheart series right now. Cop Ironheart. Hashtag Cop Ironheart. Hashtag Commissar Cop. She is also now going to be doing, as she, in her words, something bananas. She is going <laughs> to work with the All-Star Squad on Miss Marvel 38, which drops February 13th. She gets to follow in the footsteps of G. Willow Wilson uh, to help celebrate the five-year anniversary mm -hmm. of the series um, by penning. Um, I don't know how many stories she's going to do. Or, or Sounds like it's arcs. just that one, but maybe she's on for, maybe it's a single arc. Okay, maybe it's a single yeah. arc. But uh, she's going to be on to, to pen a, pen a, a little bit of Miss Marvel. So that's amazing. Congrats, Eve. Congrats to all the creators um especially congrats to everyone who came through the black comics book festivals this past weekend yeah. at the schomburg for all those who braved the weather and came through <laughs> kudos and shouts to you we, we saw the video saw um saw all the pictures it looked in, it looked amazing and it was a packed house per usual i love when the community comes out to support and that's one of the major events of the year and it just keeps getting bigger so um, continue to support there and like I said if you want to uh, let us know what you're reading what you're doing in terms of comic books use that hashtag comments I copped also just hit that hashtag when you're on Twitter or even IG because you'll be surprised at things you learn the titles you learn about the stories you learn about the creators in terms of the writers inkers other artists You'd be surprised what you find in that hashtag. Yeah. So definitely, definitely pursue that. Out. And shout out that. to Eve Ewing, too, because she's going to be writing the first arc of Marvel Team Up. They're bringing Marvel Team Up back. That's a comic that I really loved as a kid where it was usually Spider-Man featuring somebody from the Marvel Universe. And they would, they would go on random team ups for whatever was going on. Oh. So the first one is Spider-Man and Ms. Marvel. I don't know if they're keeping it in that same cadence, but she's yeah. going to be able to write. So she went from... Ironheart to writing Spider-Man and Miss Marvel like it, it's a pretty it's a pretty nice come up so yeah um, I, I know that's that's coming out I think later this year so it's something to um, 
to keep an eye out for. And I'm, I'm for one, going to be checking it because Marvel Team-Up was always... Before they were doing major crossovers all the time, mm-hmm. that was like the one place where you would always see my favorite character team up with random people. Like you'd see Spider-Man and Moon Girl do a two, two-person two arc oh, and wow. you're like, like a two-issue arc and you're like... The hell is going on? But it but works. You see it, but it works. It always works. So I, I like it. I'm, I can't wait. I've always felt like Spider Man is one of those characters that that's malleable enough, especially after seeing Spider Verse. That's malleable enough where it, you can insert him or her into any story with any other right. character, and it will probably work out. And it's funny that everybody thinks he's annoying. So Peter Parker. So it's like when he comes around, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, this nigga." Like, oh, what's <laughs> going on? There's actually a funny. Um, uh, Fantastic Four issue five, where Ben Grimm is getting married to Alicia Masters, and uh, Spider Man comes to his bachelor party, and he's like, "Yo, I didn't get the invite for the wedding. Did it get lost in the mail?" He's like, "Nah, we're not having no supers at the wedding. It's gonna be a small wedding." He's like, "Yo, but I, I wrote a speech and everything." So, so, <laughs> so he's like, "Yo, I don't want to hear your speech." Blah blah blah. So they're at the they're at the uh, bachelor party. And they're gonna do a toast. He said, "Don't worry, I got this." So he starts going into the toast, and he's like, "No, shut up." That's sounds like your best man speech he's like yo i can't let this go to win. <laughs> it's so fucking annoying but it works it always works so you know shout out shout out to those series nice 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 so with that is there anything else that we need to discuss on the show oh as always patreon.com slash for all nerds yes. donate subscribe and for our patrons thank you so much for your support let us know how you want us to support you um, more? What what type of exclusive you want? I think we put out something like that. Oh, we're earlier. about to do an exclusive, and and this is super duper exclusive, meaning only patrons are gonna get this. We mentioned that we have some footage that mm. has never been released from the Just Blaze episode from yep. this past December. Yep. Um, exclusive stuff including music and things like that. So if you know what's good for you, you might want to hit up that Patreon. And we're not gonna fire your money away. <laughs> we're not gonna con you out of anything. We are going to use your money to the best of our ability to give you the best product possible. No fire fest. No fire fest. <laughs> what would that be without my patron? <laughs> oh my crazy. Because if we scare her, he's a lady. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs>